Hey, what's up, Pac? Yo, check us out. Chuck, the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Murray. What up, dog? This is e This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul K.O.L. for 36 blocks. Young Busy Ball. Vice Warp. This is your man, Matt Mine, the Hellraiser. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Um, what have you been yeah, up to yeah. these days, man? Um, it's been a minute since you dropped uh, 
the last uh, EP. You got plans to do yeah. anything? Yeah, I'm actually working on some new music. Actually, I always have music I'm working on. It's just I just haven't been participating in the industry lately because you know all the changes. There's so much things, so many things happening so fast, man. Just I guess I guess a lot of artists are probably sitting back trying to figure out when to you know when to shoot out when is the right time because it's, it's to me it's still all about timing you know what I'm saying and uh, I mean I just been watching the industry man just uh, you know just sitting on the sideline watching watching everything go down man and uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna throw something out though probably beginning of the year throw EP out see what it do oh, test yeah. the water you know hell yeah that's good to hear that man because mm-hmm. uh, you know. Every time you drop, you, I mean, you put a lot into your music, and um, you know when you buy a Gangsta Pat album or, or EP, you're going to get quality, you know? Right. Thanks, um, oh, no Appreciate doubt, brother. That. No doubt, man. Um, man you know, the last man. one, um, uh, Black Haven, I believe it. Uh, right. I, I might not have the, yeah, the title. Live from Black Haven. Live from Black Haven. Yeah, you got um, Yeah. That was nine years ago, and, and and nine years before that, you dropped the dro, you know. So yeah, right. man, you definitely, you know, if if that's a pattern, I don't know, man. You you definitely uh, coming soon. So what do you have like a vault yeah, full yeah. of music that you just been sitting on, or like how many? Tracks? Yeah, you know how. Yeah, I was, man, it, I really can't count. I got hard drives and hard drives of stuff. Cause like ah. I said, I work on music all the time, like. I yeah. never stop working on music because it's just, I'm a studio rat at heart. It's just a passion. It's just something I have to do. I have to record. I have to drop something. But I don't, I just haven't been, I, I stopped putting music out because I realized in my career, I'm one of those artists that a lot of these labels, they knew I could sell records without promotion. You see what I'm saying? And once they know you can sell without promotion, they never made me priority at a label. So they would never give me the promotion that they gave a lot of these other artists. So I got caught up in being one of the guinea pig artists where they put me out, they use me to profit, and they take the money they make off me and they put it behind one of the priority artists. You see what I'm saying? So I used yeah. to be caught up in that little ramp. So I, if you think about it, I've never had any major promotion. So it's it's a blessing that people mention my name with artists that have had hundreds of thousands put behind them in promotion because I've never had that. I've basically been an underground artist all my life. i I stayed on Atlantic no no longer than six months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I only had a just a taste of major distribution, but after that, it's been all independent. You know, so for, for my name to be ringing in the same circles with artists who've had that major promotion, who've been priority of the label, man, it's just a blessing. You know what That's saying? why I'm so it's glad you blessing. call into some of these roundtables we do because uh, you belong right there. You know, uh, last right. time uh, we had uh, uh, Shorty B and uh, yourself and Young Bleed and some other yeah. guys. You know, um, yeah. I really hope somewhere down the line you guys are able to work together because that would be so dope. You know, you I'm and trying Shorty to get some budget money together. Yeah, I'm trying to get some budget money together now so I can get that Bleed and them cats, man, as we speak. I'm trying to get some features on this new project too, but. Like Shorty B, that's like a big brother, man. I actually stayed with B in Atlanta when I left Memphis, man. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to get some stuff together in the A and and B opened up his home to me. So that's that's big brother, man. You know what I'm saying for sure. And uh, 
that 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 fellow right there is, is massively talented. It's hard to even describe how talented he is. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude played everything. I mean, he mastered everything. You know what I'm saying? So, man, when it comes to talent, D is one of those guys that I look up to, that I learn from. I watch him when he plays. I try to mimic what he do because he just he's just so talented, man. You know, and. uh some people just blessed with a gift. It's, it's not even. I don't even know if he could have practiced to, to have gotten that good. I think it's just just God given, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, when you yeah. say shorty B nine, it, it means a lot to me, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny? He said that uh, very similar. You said he opened up his home to you. Uh, MC Breed uh-huh. did that for him. He was telling us. And um Oh uh, Bree you know. did that for me too. Bree did that for a lot of people. Bree Bree, man, it's you know, Bree opened his home to everybody who was trying to get on back in them early early nineties that was coming down to Atlanta. Any kind of name or recognition, a lot of them guys crashed that Bree crib. Uh, he he was, was just that generous like? of a guy, man. It's real humble, yeah. huh? Real humble, real giving, man. He took he was actually the first artist they had a hit record out that actually took me on the road. You know what I'm saying? I actually went on the road with Bree. I was opening up the shows when he was doing Ain't No Future. Then he came out with the, uh, what was that album? He came out behind that. I don't know if it was 20, 20 Below, below or. Yeah, 20 yeah, Below. 20 Below. I was with him to all the promo run on all of that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Bree was one of those guys. He helped a lot of guys out, man. A lot of guys out. Yeah. Well, you guys were kind of label mates for a while, weren't you? Yeah, we were both on uh, Power Ichiban together. Yeah. yeah, he taught me a lot about the game, about uh, dealing with labels and distributors and, you know, touring and stuff like that. I learned uh, most of all of that from Breed. That was the first guy I went out with that had a hot record. Man, Ain't No Future was on fire back then. Man, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he had videos on MTV the whole nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, him and Bootleg had to remake it for Bootleg's first solo. That was a classic, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. man, you and Breed, you know, 91 was a hell of a year for hip-hop. Um, oh, yeah. On the West Coast, you had Quick, AMG, Second to None, High C, right. all dropping the same year. You know what I'm saying? Right, South, right. Shelf, Midwest, Breed. Um Take right. us back to that time, uh, Pat. Man, what was that like for a young guy just coming up in the game? You got a, you know, you you fresh off of Atlantic Records. Now you're chilling with Bree. Man, what was it like back then? Oh, uh, it was it was uh for me at that time it was like a dream come true because that was my dream is to to be able to you know survive and and live off being a rapper. So man, it's just like dreaming about something and then sit back watching it come true. Hip-hop was so much fun back then. You know, you didn't really have to worry. The violence was always, violence always been around, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. So, and guys were more open to work together. You know what I'm saying? People were networking. Like, we used to go to the Jack the Rapper conventions and stuff like that, man. Everybody was just showing love, networking and stuff like that. So, it was, it was, it was just fun back then, man. I miss them days. You know what I'm saying? And, and not so much as the music, but the the way people, you know, dealt with each other. The way we all network, we all could go on the road together, and you know, there don't be that many issues. Ain't nobody killing nobody, nobody shooting nobody, you know. So it, I just miss that. I miss miss the unity that we used yeah. to have. 
not there no more. Yeah. Don't. No. Yeah, you're right, man. It really mm-hmm. is. That's that's another reason why yeah. I want I do those roundtables because I I want to uh, bring people together to possibly, you know, maybe collaborate or just even relive memories like you talking about being on the road and chopping it up about the right. old days. That stuff is is, right. is is important. A lot of these podcasts, they um, they just want to focus on the negativity. You know, they don't want right, to talk right, about right. good times and. You know, but but then again, right. here I am saying that with a show that begins with murder. You know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, which yeah. it's unfortunate because I mean, people don't know the history of us and the history of Murder Dog Magazine. That has nothing to do with right. murder. But you look at hip hop right. today, right. and they see that they're right away, man, because people are killing people like crazy in hip hop. Right, right, you know, right, right. We didn't right. have right. that back then. Right, right, yeah, you know, man, and you know, it's 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 funny because I used to travel the country with the name Gangster in front of my name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you go in some of these cities that are real territorial as far as the gang culture. You know, we used to run into certain issues because of the name, but I think a lot of those guys, once they met me, they understood that oh, this little dude, he's just strictly about trying to put some good music out. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't coming here trying to step on nobody's set. He ain't trying to come on here and bang on no nigga chicks or nothing. Dude, strictly coming here to get on that mic and show his talent. And see, one thing about anybody, I don't care what set they from, what they rep, all these guys love some form of music. And all these guys, a lot of these guys got talent themselves. And when you start speaking that universal language of music, a lot of times that that, that mentality they coming in with, that shit go out the window, man. They, we started talking about hopes and dreams, and you know what I'm saying? All my life I've been wanting to do this and do this, you know. When you start inspiring people and building people up, a lot of that shit get put to the side. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I don't really, I ain't really run into as many problems as probably somebody would think by me going around, like, you know, with that name. You know, because, you know, back in the early night, especially like after the move of colors, the gang culture really started getting thick. In a lot of these U.S. countries, especially after they put the movie Colors out and all that, you know, they was kind of, it was a big thing then. So people were real active. It ain't just get active. It's been active. It, it, it may be worse now and people recording everything because of technology, but it's always been active out here. You know, people used to get their chain snatched <clears throat> years ago. They talking about chain snatching on self-destruction. That was yeah. what, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. So it, 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 it's always been that action, man, but... I think it's how you carry yourself. Like, a lot of these guys, you know, we, we try to make it look like, hey, man, once you get on and you get something going, it, it ain't about trying to be the toughest guy on the block no more and still be in, in the street. You help your people. But it's time to take care of your family and do some grown man shit, especially if you're making good money now. But guys, these days, they it's like they want to magnify what they come from. They want to take the money they're making and go back to the – the street, oh man, you 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 causing further destruction to your own people, to your own hood. You supposed to be teaching people it's a different way. We get money now, we can finance a lot of stuff that we couldn't finance back then. So it's different, you know what I'm saying? We supposed to be trying to own all the convenience stores in the hood, own the apartment buildings in the hood, instead of buying guns for cash. You know, gonna go tear all that up and, and destroy it. And it's, yeah. It's, I think the mentality is just off, man. It needs to be a, an awakening. A change needs to come. Yeah, 
You're 100% correct, man. It's uh, it's mm. backwards right now. And plus, like we were talking yeah. about earlier, you know, the passing of Coolio and uh, all these other guys, man, it, it's now or right. never, I keep telling these hip-hop legends and pioneers, you guys got to do something. Yeah. Like um, yeah. you just mentioned the um, self-destruction. There could be records like that right. done modern-day era, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But then you got clowns like academics that want to tear down the pioneers, you know, and talk shit about my right, life. You right, heard right. clowning on the hip-hop pioneers saying they're all old and broke and, you know, just a, a yeah, sucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just no compassion. It, it, he don't. He don't understand what it took back then for artists to even put a record out. You know, you had to get people to spend thousands on you just to press your product up, get it shipped to all the stores and stuff like that. And artists back then didn't have that kind of money. It, it, it ain't nowhere near like it is now today. You know what I'm saying? And so for him to speak something like that, it shows how ignorant he is because he hadn't even really researched the very culture he's trying to represent. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you do your research, you will understand why guys back then, they weren't getting all the money they guys did now. It was just impossible. Labels had the, the shit on lock. These guys were getting seven cents a record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> there was no Horrible. way. You could, you could probably, yeah, if you, if you got some advancement money, it wasn't much. And you, you had to take care of your family then and, and hope for some shows and stuff like that. It's just the money wasn't available. wasn't no internet. I, when I first put a record out, I, we didn't even have sound scan. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's just it's just a very ignorant disrespectful statement to make and you're supposed to be a representative of the new hip-hop culture they really shouldn't be listening to nothing you say about that because you really blew up off capitalizing off guys who were really in the street putting their life on the line you know what i'm saying you sitting back somewhere safe ain't ain't got no fights under your belt talking about it making money off of it you know but that says a lot right there people shouldn't even really take nothing to say i don't take nothing to say serious man i can't you threw the clown at me, man. But yeah, you yeah. didn't say something like that. That's clown shit. And uh, there's other ones, you know, who keep disrespecting uh, people like Pac and Biggie. And, right. You know, it's like yeah. these guys have no uh, respect. It's almost like the, the, the code of, of honor and code of morals just went out the window. You know, uh, yeah, even yeah. if you were doing some crazy shit in the streets back in the 80s, there was always respect. And if you didn't show it, um, something was going to happen to you, you know. Right, right. These guys right. are dancing yeah, on I, You know what? Right, right. Well, you know what? When you brought Park name up, I was just going to say I can understand why a lot of guys didn't like Tupac. Man, he slept with everybody. Once. <laughs> <laughs> man, Tupac knocked a lot of chicks off. I understand why they had hate for him, and it's the only reason these young guys speaking negatively on him is probably because these older guys are telling them to. Cause they still hate cause he smashed that chick, man. So yeah, I don't understand the hate for Park, man. He, when the women love you like that, man, a lot of dudes gonna dislike you, man. And that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, but Shorty B yeah. was just telling us a story. Uh, he took uh, Park over to a girl that lived in his apartment. Was a huge fan of him. He opened the door and couldn't right. believe Park was there. And, Next thing you know, the door <laughs> right. closed and he was gone for a while, you know. So, yeah, Pac, that, that definitely yeah. uh, is around there. Did you ever get to chop it up oh, with him yeah. at all? 
Yeah, I met Park a couple of times. I met Park uh, when I was with Breed a couple of times. I, I met him down at the Peachtree Rim shop down there with G and Eric Sermon. And so, yeah, I bumped into Park a couple of times. Always a cool dude. Always humble, man. Uh, at times, even seen childlike. I remember running around spraying water guns and all that, man. Just having fun, enjoying life, man. So, I, I think the, the Tupac, the, the, the negative Tupac that they always try to promote, I think that only came out when he was provoked. I think that in his in his just normal set, man, dudes just laid back, very very awake, very aware, very artistic, man, and just a great it's a great soul, man. A great soul. Taken way too soon, man. Only twenty five. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's young, man. But look at the effect. Look at look at, look at how he touched time. the world. Yeah. Yeah, he years. touched the world in that short time. Yeah. Ninety one yeah, to ninety six. Five years, he 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 really uh, got so much accomplished, and he yeah. left a legacy behind. I mean, where they were still dropping albums is just just a few years back, you know. So it's it's amazing what he did. Um, yeah, you know. But hey, I want to I want to take a quick break. Uh, I want to play a, a song here, man, for the smokers. This is I want to smoke remix. I remember getting this. Uh, I had the cassette tape. You you did the cover like the Tops uh, Rolling Papers, you know. Uh, right, right. <laughs> super rare. How many of those did you press up? Are they still around? Oh man, it's hard to find those. I did those out of my pocket, so I I may have pressed maybe a few thousand of them. It was kind of done for the maybe like a local. You know what I'm saying? It's like a local. Shop smoke shop, but well, not smoke shops. Back then they called them head shops. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And a uh, few car stereo shops and stuff like that. That was pretty much what that CD, that that cassette was for. So yeah, we, we sold quite a bit, a few of them, and then they got bootlegged a lot. You know, being that it was a cassette tape, so it yeah. a few thousand of them at the gate. You know, classic, classic, yep. man. This is definitely uh, one of my all-time favorite smoking tracks. We'll be right back. We'll get you back. It's that 
because I, I like a lot of their smoke songs, man. They make great smoke songs too. So, just certain oh. artists I want to work with. You know, if I was to redo it, I'd have to have a good feature on it. You know what I'm saying? Were you and uh, uh, Lord Infamous talking about working together before he passed? Yeah, yeah, we was uh, we were supposed to do I want to smoke remix. Oh wow! Supposed to do that remix. Yeah. Oh, he passed away. Just couldn't That's get where, to him fast where's enough. Where's the bud meets? I want to smoke. That'd be classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That where's the bud? That's one of my favorites, man. I still ride to that song right now today. That's one of my favorites. You know, I taught Lord Elvin how to write 16 bars. You know how rappers put their rhyming words on the end and kind of, you know, line they line they work, they lines up for their verses. I taught them how to do all that. Because, you know, some, some, sometimes when guys first start rapping, they, you know, the, the words don't rhyme at the end all the way. He, they just, he just didn't know how to structure his verse and make them end at a certain point. Taught him how to do all that, man. And dude turned into a beast. <laughs> like, yeah. one of my favorite rappers, man, honestly. Yeah, you, uh, uh, you helped him, um, you know, get, get things right. And then, yeah, he definitely, right. yeah, one of the best. You know, uh, oh, yeah. another one taken from us too soon. Uh, him and Coop. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Coop was a beast too, man. I hate, I hate them brothers ain't here with us no more. Bad thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. When you, uh, you know, when you, when you did tear the club down and everything, and, and everything kind of died down. At what point did you and uh, Lord Infamous uh, become friends? Uh, honestly, through through that beef, me and Lord never had an issue. Like, I used to see Lord. I used to smoke a blunt with Lord. We were sitting in the Cadillac and smoke a blunt together. Me and Crunchy too. Like, they they understood. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was on my end. It was just more or less hip hop. Now, me and DJ Paul had some. You know, we had some words, and you know, I I I, I owe Juice an apology because. We kind of just put him in, and he really didn't even have nothing to do with it. But, you know, at that time, you're young, and you're thinking, if a guy's in a group together, they all got to be together. You know, they all got to be, you know, in on it together, but that's not necessarily true. But that was just young thinking. But now, how old Juice in the party, he, he never really had nothing to do with it. But it was just me and Paul had a disagreement. And, you know, <clears throat> you're young, you're thinking everybody against you, but. You know, you find out later that, nah, everybody wasn't really against me like I thought, you know. So, yeah. you know, that, that's one record I guess I wish I could have took back. You know what I'm saying? But once it's out, it's out. Yeah, but, yeah, you that's know, true. I, I think I let that temper get the best of me. Then you got guys around you, oh, man, you let them. Because they said something about me in, in Murder Dog Magazine first. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what brought on my disc record, like. They they drew first first blood what Paul did. I ain't gonna say they. I'm gonna say Paul drew first blood. You know what I'm saying? So then out that Tether Club down record was a response. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's and, uh, how that got started. Yeah, because you uh, you was never really a bit, I never knew you to beef with anybody. You know? Um, nah. You just always doing your own thing and, and putting out your own records. Yeah. Um, but, right, right. Yeah, like you said, you young things happen. That's why you know, uh, anytime right. I interview Paul or something, I always I always try to bring your name up because I, I I'd really like to see you and him do something. I think the potential Man. there is amazing. Right. If, if it can happen, you know. 
Man, I would love, you know, me and dude used to be, man, dude used to come over my house like 6 o'clock in the morning, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we used to be, we had a, we had a, like a big brother, little brother, big brother, little brother relationship. And, um, I don't know. I think, I don't know. It just, something went wrong, man. Somebody, I think it had to be somebody getting off in his ear. Cause I never turned on him. Like I, I always looked at him a little, like a little brother. And I still to this day got love for him. I never, I never hated him. We just didn't agree on a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I think it's just people around you trying to egg, egg it on. You know what I'm saying? I think it just got out of hand, man. But, no, nah, I don't have no ill. I would love for us to pass things up and work together. But I don't know. Sometimes people don't forgive you. They they be unforgiving, man. I don't know. I, I would be up for meeting, meeting with the cat sitting down, chopping it up, man. Let's bury that. Man, we've been beefing for how many years now? 20-plus years. Some yeah. of the longest beef in history, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's man. crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, it's almost, I'm almost ashamed to even admit I participated in something like that because it really don't make, it was some stupid stuff that we fell out over in the first place, man. But, you know, it is what it, I've tried to reach out, man. I, I don't know if he read it, Patrick. I've tried to reach out to him through, through several sources, man. Never got a response back. You know, so. uh, uh, you, know you, you look at if you're a fan like uh, I am of, of Memphis music, and you look at all the the, the greats in the city, which is so many to name. You know, I always right. think of uh, you know you, Paul. Um, you know, what I'm saying, of course, the ones not here, Lord Coop, um, but right. uh, Al Capone, of course. Uh, but I, you know, I, I always wanted to see you and Paul just 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 patch things up and do something. Hopefully, that can happen, man. Because like we said before, yeah. you know, I'm tired of beating this old drum, but so many people are dropping like flies, you know. Um, yeah, want to see stuff happen before uh, it's too late, before it can't happen, right. you know. Right, right, right. Um, I got the homie Sin from France. He's up in the mountains somewhere getting fucked up, and he's got a few questions for you, so hopefully we can right. hear him. Uh, Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes, right, uh, right, right. Hi, hi, Scott. Hi, little gangster pot. Yeah. What's going um, on, bro? I'm fine. I'm fine already. Uh, yes. Can you tell us about uh, uh, your father, Willie Hall? He, he played with the Bacchus and as a case bound, the movement in the, in the 70s, and uh, he was part of the, of the Stax Boss recording uh, of the section right. team. And also, he right. replaced drummer Al Jackson. Uh, of Booker T and the Angies after Jackson died in uh, 1975. Can you tell us about him and how it was to to grow up with him? And uh, he did inspiration for you, I think. Yeah, 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 he did. Uh, man, it was like it was like having a superhero in your house, man. You know, uh, <laughs> my father was my father was very loving, man. Uh, he had instruments all over the house. He'd come home and be a whole drum set in the living room and. Be all these musicians around, so a lot of stacks musicians hung out at our house, man. I, I didn't, you know, as a child, I didn't understand what they did and how important they was in the beginning. But once I found out, you know, guys like Al Green, Rufus Thomas, you said, <laughs> be in our living room, or I'm I'm at the studio while they doing sessions as a kid. You know, that's it's mind blowing, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was it was great. Like I said, it's like having your favorite superhero in in the same house with you. 
Yeah, I imagine it felt great. Yes. And yeah, yeah. can you tell us also about your your deal uh, when you leave OTS? You go with the Atlantic. How it came on? Um, they came from uh, they came to you, or or you you came to to them Atlantic. Well, you took my OTS records. Yeah, when you go you to have... Atlantic level. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, how we <clears throat> how we got that deal? We signed with an independent label called Joy Boy Records, and they were right. shopping the album around for distribution. And uh, Atlantic just happened to pick it up. I guess they were they were looking to distribute some new artists, and they picked my project up. You know, so that's that's how we got with Atlantic. It was it was shopped and and they they accepted it, man, and they gave us the deal. You know. Which was a blessing. Definitely yeah, right. a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you remember the, the first time you, you met Reginald Boyle on that time was the CEO of OCS? It was, he was with maybe Psycho or something or, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycho, <laughs> yeah. 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 Do, do you remember the first time you met him? Psycho? Reggie? Uh, 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 oh, no, Reginald Boylan. Reggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Reginald Boylan. Yeah, well, actually, um, Reginald was around. Reginald used to come around when um, when OTS was actually called Good to Go Productions, which was uh, which was um, ran by this guy named Fat Tony, and uh, he 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 was the guy that owned the studio first, and he got killed. Actually, he got shot. And I was actually in the car with him. I got shot in the head too, but my my injury was kind of like Suge's injury. It wasn't it wasn't life threatening head wound, you know. So I survived that. But the CEO of that company of, of Good to Go Productions, he died right beside me. So Reg was already hanging around us. So Reg came in and kind of picked up the slack, and he changed the name to OTS on the Strength Record. So that's how I oh, met yeah. Reg. Yeah. Uh, uh, you said Fat Tony died right in front of you, man. That must have been terrible. Um, how did you uh, How did you even get through that, man? Because you were just what sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Man, I had just turned sixteen. I had just got my driver's license the night before, and I was actually driving his car. You know, he was letting me drive. He's like, I'm tired of driving. You drive. So we was out on Bill Street riding, and we stopped at a stoplight. And somebody just came up from behind and just sprayed the car, man. You know, I remember being knocked out. I remember waking up, and he was laying on me. I had to push him up on me to get out the car. And, he, you know, he got hit in the head. He had a head shot. So I had, like, brain metal all on my shoulders. I was bleeding because I had a head wound. And, you know, I just went to the nearest gas station and told him to call the police, man. And, you know, came back to the scene. They put me in the ambulance. You know, yeah, that was for me to be sixteen, yeah, that was that was pretty traumatic, man, you know. I never forget that moment. But uh yeah, that, that happened. I was sitting right next to him, man. So that's why when people be like, Suge had part kid, I don't think Suge was gonna put himself in no position to where you got an active shooter that's shooting somebody from another car right next to you. Nah, I don't Yeah, just make I sure don't believe you believe that. That's just unfair. Yeah. yeah. Right, no, nah, you can't you can't calculate nothing like that, man. Ain't no way. No way. 
possible. That's why when people say that, I'd be like, nah, I don't think that's true. Man, I've been in that position. Like, we was on Bill Street in a Mercedes, and they were on Las Vegas trip in the BMW. You know, it's similar, man, similar, similar incidents. Sorry you had to go to that shit, man, but glad you survived it. Yeah, you appreciate it. killed easily, too. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah, thanks yeah. a lot, man. I appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, also, one thing, uh, a lot of people don't know Scarface was part of uh, Men of the Hour, and, and you was part also of a group. It was Legion of Doom, right? Yeah, Men of the Hour, they had a deal with Joy Boy, the same label that I had a deal with. And they actually met those guys when they were down here uh, shooting my video. You know, we brought them guys up to the hotel, and they met with them. And, uh, you know, we were trying to help everybody get a deal, man. We wasn't we weren't selfish. I wasn't selfish by a long shot. Anybody that had some time that was trying to do something, I always tried to make sure they got introduced to the same sources I got because, you know, I always want other people to have a chance, too. There's enough out here for everybody. So there ain't never been no seven play on my end. So yeah, we those guys met Joy Boy when I was doing my video. They was down here for the video shoot, and they end up getting a deal. I don't know how it went business wise, but I know they end up putting some material out. Yeah, your group was a Legion of Doom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My group was Legion of Doom. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, actually uh, what uh, what time. What year? Oh, yeah. oh it, it was what year around? Legion oh, Legion of Doom was 90. Yeah, that was 1991. Yeah, 1991. Oh. They kind of bagged me up on the number one sus- suspect project. Right, right. Yeah, and we were, yeah, we were sure. supposed to do a, a Legion of Doom album. But like I said, we got dropped from Atlantic, so all that kind of folded, you know. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I've been independent ever since then. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yep, yep, right. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, that's what's yeah, up, I man. Know. I appreciate you sending yeah. uh, for your questions, brother. I hear them ice cubes yeah, rattling. I know you're having a good time. Don't fall off that mountain yeah. wherever the hell you're at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Safe over there. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, DJ Lord Sinister, man. That dude, uh, huge, huge fan of Memphis music, um, and uh, definitely knows his shit. Um, but yeah, he made a good point, man. You know, you, the music is in your DNA, and um, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's. Uh, I mean, your dad uh, was in the Blues Brothers, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah, he was in one and two. Yeah, he played in one and two. He was a drummer in both both parts. Yeah, that's. That's that's definitely a huge thing, man. And uh, I, man, we enjoyed every moment of that. You know, I met I had a chance to meet uh, John and Dan when I was young, man. Before John passed away, and they were like they were they were so funny in person. They were like big cartoon characters, man. It was just it was a lot of fun back then, you know, a lot of fun back then. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah. well, I'll tell you what, we look forward to what you got coming uh, up in the future. I can't imagine what you got in the vault, man. I can I, I can only, is there anything in there, though, that you ever recorded that you're like, man, I, I got to let the world hear this? Like, do you have some stuff like yeah. that? that 
Yeah, I got two of them that I've been holding on to. I'm like, I think now is the time to drop it because, you know, you got to, you know, music kind of recirculates every 10 years or so. You know what I'm saying? I think that, that our markets come back around. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's time to drop them. That's why I said I'm going to put them on this EP. I'm getting ready to drop, shoot some videos to them and just let them out. Man, I got, I got a lot of music because I never stopped recording and, and, and producing. I just stopped putting stuff out in the industry because I felt like, you know, I, I never got, I, it never would get the promotion that it needed to really grow and expand. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of really stopped just throwing stuff out in the industry. I might as well just let the old stuff ride. It's, it's still streaming. So, but I'm going to go ahead and come out with an EP, man. I think it's time. It's time. Memphis, Memphis, you know, kind of being spotlighted right right now. A lot of our artists are doing real good, so yeah, why not? Why not? An OG go ahead and throwing some stuff out there, right? About now, Wouldn't hurt. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely yeah. needed, and plus, uh, you know, it'll, maybe it'll inspire others. You know, um, hopefully, we can do a Memphis roundtable someday, man. Uh, you know, you, Al, Zerk, yeah. whoever. You know, anybody that's down yeah, to yeah, 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 be a part of that. You know. I just love to hear yeah, you guys yeah, chopping yeah. up about the M. You know, uh, oh, we man. see DJ yeah. Trick and King JC are doing stuff again. Did you ever uh, work with them guys at all? Um, unfortunately not, man. You know, I wish I had them, but unfortunately not. But who knows what the future may hold, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Pat, I want to give you the floor before we get out of here, man. We're going to leave, play another uh, classic song. But, uh, man, anything you want to say or, or, or promote, man, it's all yours, brother. Oh, okay. I just want to I just want to spread love to everybody, man. Uh, I just want to say, let's get back to real rap music. Let's, you know, let's let's uh, let's leave the streets in the streets, man. Let's 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 get back to some real rap music, man. So we can feed these families and help save some of these kids out here that ain't that ain't being guided right and just dying out here, man. We got we got to do something about that. You know what I'm saying? So I just like to take my shout out time and just send love to everybody, man, and prayer to everybody. Hope we can fix these problems. Get back to the real music, man. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Would none of this be going on if it wasn't for the music, man? It all started with the music, you know. Before the money, before the fame, it was the music. Let's get back to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And oh, shout out, shout out to you, Prez, and yeah, shout out to you, Prez, and, and thank you for all the support, man. Because you keep us alive, bro. You know what I'm man, saying? Hey, Without you, man, that means a lot, brother. Yeah, sure. I appreciate you, man. We don't have a lot of platforms like this that support us, man. So I appreciate you 100, percent bro. And I'm I'm here to support you anyway. You know, anything you need me to do, man, I'm on it. So man, I appreciate that, man. You know that, brother. Uh, you take care of yourself, Pat. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna, uh, man. We're gonna give. Just see, there's so many songs that I don't know what to go with, man. You want to go with? I'll, I'll tell you what. You want to go with Deadly Verses? You want to go with I'm the Gangster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Deadly Verses will be refreshing. All right, yeah, it'll man. be refreshing. This one never gets old. Timeless, classic, man. Here we go. Deadly ass yeah, bustin', we droppin' this shit like bombs. These niggas be droppin' that shit, and they wonder why they're never gonna take you, son. Deadly ass yeah, bustin', we droppin' this shit for you hoes. The villain is down with a bag, I'm fettin' the show, how you gonna flow? The villain is chillin
be talking that shit and they wanna run up and they know they can't get none. Then the ass first says, we dropping this shit for you hoes. Look at your wrist, having a smack. Yo, my nigga, show somebody who's in the flow. I'm fucking it, blowing, you know, and I'm going, I love when I come with that wicked style. Popping that killer, cause I can remember, cause we all was born in a wicked child. Coming up out of the grave, nothing is made. You wanna start to get fucked? I'm ripping it, slipping the track, and I'm back on the track, and I really don't give a fuck. Moving and grinding and feeling by y'all, I'm gonna slip straight up for another time. I'm out of your side, I'm keeping my game. Thank you. 